episode 401, 401 of Global From Asia podcast, video and audio. We got a fun one today, PPC growth, talking to some experts, and it's, a, it's, it's an interesting one because we're thinking about it as an owner, as a business owner, as a manager, with a team, with agency. Let's tune in today. Let's do this. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up, actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. Thank you so much. I'm getting great feedback. I, you know, started this show as audio. I was so scared to even be having my voice recorded in October 2013. We're getting close to 10 years, over 400 shows. It's a little windy outside, but you know, it's an excuse to get out of the studio, home studio. And we usually come here to feed the fish down here. They're pretty big fish, you know. I can buy some food over there and feed them. So sometimes I take the kids here. Today we got a fun one, as always. I'm getting, you know, people are enjoying these shows, you know, over 400. I'm trying, actually we recorded other ones for the future just recently and we're trying, you know, I'm learning together with you and we're always learning. Today we have Leslie Chong and Daniel from Scale Insights. They're Singaporean sellers and entrepreneurs that are talking to us about, you know, PPC and AI. Originally they were going to do screen share, but I said, well, the podcast interviews don't really have screen share, so we're going to do a webinar. There's going to be a link on the show notes to register for free. We're going to have some giveaways for cross-border summit tickets. Also some giveaways for what they have. You can register for that. It'll be Thursday, June 15th, 8 p.m. Singapore, Hong Kong, Philippines time, GMT plus 8. Hopefully that works for you. But let's tune into the show. We talk like high level, like managing your PPC campaign for Amazon, KPIs, working with your own team, with agencies, really fun insights. Let's tune in. All right, we have Tommy, the sales manager at Cross Better Logistics. How are you, Tommy? Hi, how are you? We just got to meet here in Shenzhen, China. It's great. Uh, they support the show at Global From Asia, and we also use them ourselves for many of our brands and e-commerce businesses. And Tommy really cares. They always are uh, trying to help us save money. You know, not you have some products you keep for us in China. You have some products you keep for us in the U.S. warehouse, and uh, I really appreciate that. And you'll you can talk to this seller, right? You can give them your advice. You work with many Chinese sellers a lot, right? And uh, you can help um, help the sellers understand more. Yeah, we are very professional for the shipment to USA and Canada. Also, we have warehouse in USA and Canada. We can help our uh, factories, suppliers, sellers for the shipment. Yes. Yeah, yeah. For yes. the e-commerce business. Yep, and you even keep stuff uh, in China too. So sometimes if you have the limitations of uh, sending too much to Amazon, you can keep it here in China with with uh, Cross Better, or you can send it, of course, to the U.S. warehouse. They have many different options, and they're always trying their best to find uh, find out what's the best solution for you. So yeah. definitely talk to Tommy, talk to Cross Better, and thank you for your uh, support of the community. Yes, we have good pricing and better service. Yes. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. All right. Thank you all for tuning in to our Global From Asia podcast. Past the 400 shows, Mark. It started in 2013. This is a good one. It's been on the list for a long time. I mean, I've known Leslie and Daniel 
for quite some time in the in the community from the events and, and different things we're doing. So um, today's we're in for a treat. We have Leslie and Daniel down in Singapore doing great things with software and selling and, and community building. So thanks so much for for being here. How are you doing today? Hey Mike, great to, good, good to be yeah, here. Hi. Thanks for inviting us onto your podcast. Right, it's been you know you for a long time you know right all the events that you've been organizing been really really great really really enjoyed it and now kind of like really glad that i'm able to hop onto your podcast here yeah and then thanks for inviting us yeah it's our pleasure also we're going to be working together closely for this next cross-border summit you know and Mm -hmm. it's still quite a ways away in november but we're already planning it and even here in april and may it'll be moving the first time out of china to to thailand here right yeah yeah, I yeah. think it's a great. It's, <laughs> it's the first time, right? Out out of out of China. Yeah, first time out of China okay. and the first okay. one since 2019. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did four in China up until coronavirus, and now mm-hmm. you know people have been asking for it, but of course it wasn't so stable last year to really put together an event, in my opinion. So we are finally getting it together for this yeah, yeah. November, 2023. So excited amazing, to amazing. with you guys on it. Same here, same here. Yeah. I still remember the, the two that we attended in, I think 2017 and 2018. Yeah. It was in a certain Nansan area. That, yeah. It's, it's really memorable, you know? We have just started out in FBA, selling on FBA, and yeah, that inspired us a lot. I remember, I yep. remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember, yeah. you know, it's an experience. Events are an experience, and we we really try hard to make it where we really get to know people at the event and engaging and, mm-hmm. and interaction and networking. So right, right, right. It's, it's a real pleasure, and I can't wait, you know, to... Do it again and have you involved this this time. So maybe for those for those not familiar with what you guys are up to, maybe we have you share a little bit about about yourselves. You want to start maybe Leslie first? Sure. Sure. Leslie, you want to introduce yourself first? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm Leslie here. So thanks to me, everyone. So like what Mike mentioned about cross border, you know, I started being a seller in 2016 and attended like Mike's seminar like in 2017, 2018, that really inspired me a lot and inspired me to do bigger in my business, my e-commerce business and really grind very hard in my e-commerce business and subsequently sold the business, exited the business in 2021 for around seven figures. So right now, me and Daniel, we are focusing on a lot on our software, skill insights, which is a PPC software, PPC automation software for e-commerce sellers. Yeah, because e-commerce is something that we know a lot about, understand about a lot. So uh, we felt that this is an audience that we could really serve very, very well and solving all the pain points of e-commerce sellers. Great. Yeah, it's really, it's been, it's been great. You know, while we haven't seen each other in a while with the COVID and everything, I've been following your updates and yeah, again, congrats on the exit and, and the software. We we did get the pleasure to meet quickly in Singapore when I was there in March and uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. that was nice. Right. And, you know, even people that didn't know us knew your software. There was some people <laughs> at the dinner that knew, knew, knew your software and what you guys were up to. So that's, right, that's right, really right. amazing. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it was it was quite a good dinner <laughs> organized by Amazon. You know, yeah. couldn't refuse something <laughs> from Amazon, right? <laughs> The crab. Yeah, so so it was a good one. Crab, the yeah. crab and stuff. Yeah, the chili crab. Chili yeah. crab, that's it. And, and maybe for Daniel to introduce about himself yeah, as well. Daniel. Yeah. yeah, so my my journey is pretty much in parallel with Leslie, right? So we've been partners since 2016, right? Okay, so I was just kind of like counting down, you know, since preparing for this podcast is like close to seven years by this June. Amazing. We've been, you know, at this at, for seven years really. Right. Okay. It's it's kind of like feels like yesterday, but it also it's kind of been quite a long time already. Yeah. But but we're 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 doing we're doing well, right? We're doing well as partners. Really enjoy, you know, Leslie's what can do spirit, right? Everything also can, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I never say die, right? Okay. So very so positive, yeah, yeah. Very positive, right? So on that note, right? So I'm now the head of sales engagement over at Skill Insights. I do mainly engaging with brand owners, aggregators agencies right kind of like you know getting them on board on the software right getting them to understand what are the features that we that we can do so just a quick you know overview of what the software does right so skill insights okay empowers brand owners to not only uncover but also automate actionable insights allowing, allowing them to take their ppc game to the next level so that is kind of our core mission uh when it comes to ppc right okay so Kind of like talking about 2016 to now, it's been seven years, right? A lot of things have changed in the Amazon space, right? Okay, but the core basics have not really changed, right? Okay, the core basics of having a great product, having okay, a great supply chain, and really, really understanding, okay, and optimizing your PPC. These three things have not gone away, right? Okay, so that's why we are very bullish, right, on the entire paid advertising, okay, Amazon-sponsored brands, sponsored products, sponsored display, that the entire space. That's why, you know, after we exited our brand, we kind of like, you know, went full steam, right? Okay, we went all in, okay, on, on this on this space. And that is where we we see things are going to be moving a, a lot in this space in the coming years. It's definitely exciting. I mean, also, I think, you, you, you know, being in the Singapore community i think you're very early for singapore i you know i was talking to amazon singapore i don't think they had an office there or anybody there when you were right right starting yeah. and now they're at yeah. meetups and everything and they have like <laughs> offices so yeah yeah you're pioneers right right, sure. right. <laughs> that's great yeah I, I guess one thing that for sure like the amazon ecosystem is is growing is growing more than ever so this is one thing that we are very bullish about yeah yeah i mean mm -hmm. it's just continues to dominate I don't, I don't have the data but i feel at least in the u.s half of the market is amazon or something like probably more probably yeah probably yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. A team working on new products right now in the other room <laughs> <laughs> Actually. Ooh, ooh. Okay. Yeah, i guess i guess okay. like ptc advertising is one thing for sure that we it seems to be growing the most, especially, you know, since 2016, when we are in a space where Amazon has cut down on everything, incentivized reviews, all sorts of things, then they become stricter in that sense. Yeah. And they become even all the more in banning sellers and stuff. But PPC advertising is one thing that we see that would grow continuously. As you can see the space, there's more and more space being allocated for advertising, right? So, and, and we do see like it impacting the ranking even more than ever. Yeah. 
exactly yeah i mean i think it's also any kind of marketplace or platform as it grows it's more pay to play right you kind of whether it's google amazon you know taobao anywhere in the world any any platform lazada they they you know that you need to get your skills as paid ads you have to but it's also scalable just like you you know your 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 name if you can get good at your ppc and and, and scale it there's like very no limit almost to what you can can do with that so it's 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 measurable semi predictable so it's very important skill and yeah for, for sure to it's an important part of being a seller more than ever and that's what we're yep. going to talk about today right yep. we have a little bit of an outline of some kind of some some a little bit of a short list but it's more like freestyle just sharing some tips and strategies about ppc automation best practices so i'm excited for this yep. myself as a seller and i'm sure listeners will get a lot of value out of today's session you know i think i guess the most first one i mean we were already kind of talking about it but just to just to kind of put it out there as a seven figure seller eight figure seller even this new seller you know well, I guess it's a good point. What like level seller sh- should do PPC themselves versus hiring or automating or outsourcing? You know, is there some kind of stage where maybe even I met some people at the Canton Fair, I think, you know, they're a new even Singapore seller, brand mm-hmm. new seller. I don't think he should maybe use automation or, or outsourcing yet. Maybe he's, maybe you can give us the life cycle about size of the seller and, and what stage they should consider, you know, hiring and automating? Yeah, for sure, right? Okay, so as part of my day-to-day job, right, I get to speak to, you know, brand owners of different sizes, different scales and, and whatnot, right? And I wouldn't say that it is the size of the business that really, really makes the the huge decision factor, but I would say it's more of the individual brand owner. Okay, what what does the individual brand owner love to do, right? So mm-hmm. do, do, what you're, do what you're best at and things that you're perhaps not so strong in, right? Okay, that's where you can hire somebody, you know, get an agency, right? Okay, or get somebody in-house, right? Okay, so let's say you're, you're really like a, like a product person, you have a very strong product vision, you really know your, your customer avatar, right? That's where you want to, you know, plow all your energy in. Then perhaps like something like PPC, which is more analytical, more data, more numbers driven, right? Okay, maybe that's not your forte, then maybe you want to get, you know, like, like, like help, right? Okay, be it in-house, be it you know, agency, right? And, and of course, right, tap, tap on technology, right? So solutions out there, right? To kind of like add on, right? To the things that, that you're not perhaps so strong in, right? Okay, so that's, that's kind of like my, my intuition when I'm speaking to, you know, a lot of brand owners, right? It really depends on what they want. Because I, I, I've I spoken to like eight figure brand owners and they kind of tell me, hey, I, I've, I have no ideas about PPC. I'm just here to make sure that right okay the software is robust right just to hear from the founders and then i'm just going to pass this on to right somebody in-house to take over so to be i just want to be sure that i'm talking to real people right that's got a good solution uh, they got, 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 got a good got a good got a good mind on top of their head right okay to kind of like work the solution with my team yeah. so I, I i've seen all sorts right yeah. all right yeah i mean i'll be honest i have to admit I don't, I don't want to call myself. I don't usually do PPC in, in the brands I've done. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much I want to expose myself, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not, the data, <laughs> I'm not the data guy on the teams. Usually yeah. I'm the creative or like I got more of the right. concept or customer side. But, but on that note, right, there's a, there's an important caveat to what I just mentioned that you may not necessarily be the one 
crunching the numbers, making the adjustment, making the optimization. But one thing as a brand owner that you cannot let go, right, okay, is the tracking of the key metrics, right? Okay, so knowing, okay, on a week-on-week -week basis, month-on-month -month basis, right, how the entire account is doing, right? Okay, so that's this one level. Yeah. And how individual products are doing, that's another level. And how individual hero keywords within the portfolio products are doing. So that, 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 that is a piece of the puzzle that as a brand owner, you must not let go. So that is that is a feature that we have within Scale Insights called the sales trend, right? That allows you to see at a glance, right? Okay, week on week across multiple metrics, right? A cost, tar cost, right? Okay, organic sales, right? Okay, PPC cost, profitability, right? Can all the key metrics, right, can be tracked. So right. that 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 is the caveat that I have, right? So that's something that you got to hold on to, while you then get, okay, perhaps in your in your context, right? You're you're more the creative side, get the numbers guys to do this, do do their thing, and then. Okay, both of you sit down together and say, hey, no, we were, we were supposed to run this, this optimization. Like, for example, you were looking like to reduce your unnecessary ad spend. So if that was the ob objective, then you want to see your PPC cost kind of trend down, mm. right? So the sales trend module would allow you to see that, okay, week on week, then we can all agree objectively that the goals have been met, right? Okay, then, then you know, you kind of like have a mini celebration. But if, if the goals have not been met, then we can kind of like evaluate, you know, what's going on, Right, are, are there certain keywords that were missed out? Right, okay. Are, are, certain, are there certain are certain certain activities that were not done to, right, the ideal state? Right, okay. So that, that's kind of how I I think I'll, I'll I'll view it. Right, okay. From that question about okay, should I hire somebody in house? Right, okay. Agency, I'll do it myself. Right, okay. So the 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 trend analysis is is key. Right, that 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 that, that cannot be outsourced. Right, per se. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Just to add on a bit, we do see people like coming in with in-house, be it, or even some brand owners, like they take, take it upon themselves to kind of manage their BDC. So there's different combination. It really depends on like what the brand owners feel like taking on. Yeah. So yeah, they can even work with agency to, to do it. So, so the forest, we take the position in the market of being giving a lot of control to the seller giving control would mean that uh, they would have more things to do it's not as <laughs> simple as setting the a cost and that's it and you don't know about like what the software is doing yeah we, we are also a lot about transparency as well so every single action that the software is doing for the automation the the, the one that's managing it will be able to see each and every single action the software is, is doing so our software is a lot about control and transparency and not so much of letting go and let the soft the, the machine run run wild. That's that's not the position we are taking taking here. Yeah. We we do see a lot of traction coming on, especially after COVID, where it seems that the margin for a lot of sellers and a lot of accounts they are tightening and people just want to understand what the machine is doing and want to have a lot of control so as to gain back the margin that they were seeing before COVID. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I just, I, that's definitely something we, it's the way I, well, I also structure. I have a few brands where I have like partners or investors and then our, a lot of our team is doing it. That's kind of how I've been structuring the last few years, some of these, these brands. And then like I mentioned before recording, I think listeners know, but Excalibur Brothers is kind of the latest case study public brand it was it's really live which is always scary 
talk about publicly. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, everything is always yeah, everything. Yeah, doing a case study. It's not such a public. Yeah, doing a case study on that. I'm not really doing a like case study where I report everything publicly, but of course, throughout the shows and the content, we're sharing some milestones. But it's also where we have a few different people in the community as sellers. So we we use Mayor's system, which is licensing. So there's other sellers selling the product under our brand through their account. So I don't know if that if you understand what I mean, but yeah. say you. You, so mm -hmm. it's not all one account. It's like different and they're not just, I'm not the account. There are other people and they take that listing and it's like a, it's like a approved hijacking. <laughs> right, create, right, right, right. Yeah. It's like we yeah. create the listing and they sell on the listing as, yeah. A, yeah. as their seller account. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so the it's, sales in Yeah. Oh, I was that part. Sorry. That, that's very innovative as in like it's a really innovative system that that, that i heard of like this kind of licensing or getting people you know creating a listing and kind of official hijacking and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's a it's a it's a very interactive one so we've been managing a few of these sellers under it but but yeah let's kind of following up with what you had just said leslie about automation and automatic you know there's there's a lot of different tools whether it's ppc or anything especially ai now that say mm -hmm. they they can do every automatic stock trading you know fx trading <laughs> ppc bidding what's your take on you know automation or ai versus you know human i the, the best analogy that i have for this question would be kind of like you know we've all been on a plane before right okay would you ever hop onto a plane and then you hear, you see kind of the, the captain waving, hey guys, have a, have a safe trip, right? The plane will autopilot you to the other end, right? Nobody get nobody get on the plane, right? In fact, everybody will get off, right? Okay. So that's <laughs> kind of like my my little analogy on the hybrid nature of how things are, right? Okay. So I, I don't know exactly how much of the flight is on, on, on autopilot, right? But from what I understand, it's like mainly it's the, take, the, it's the, it's the takeoff and the landing. Right, then the rest of it is kind of on cruise control. So sim similar idea, right? Okay, so doing like the launch, right? You must be really hands-on, right? Okay, and then when it's on cruise control, that's when you know things are automated, right? Okay, the rules kick in based on certain conditions, based on certain criteria to adjust your bids, do negation, do day parting, do do budgeting, do placements, all these kind of bells and whistles, right? So all the software would would would, would kind of like adjust all these things, right? Okay, so the 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 other analogy that I have was if if I you can remember the story correctly is that okay if you let the plane go on its own and if you don't cost correct it right just like like a like a small degree yeah off like yeah yeah, like... yeah just a small degree you 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 end up like on the other side of the world right okay so 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 that's the same idea right okay so everything's on autopilot right you you kind of like go in you you check the parameters make make sure things are, are moving in the right direction and if things are moving in the right right direction then then don't go touch it right okay so that's kind of like uh how i would say if people do have a certain conception of how on what automation is like or what ai is like right so just think of yourself think of yourself as the pilot you are piloting this huge powerful 747 right okay airplane Right, okay. You you will want the app, the, the the AI or the software, the automation take care of a lot of things, but you still want to maintain that control, which is kind of like what Leslie mentioned. You want to make, want to make maintain control where this plane is exactly going. That's that's really important, right? Knowing where you are right now and what's the destination, 
and making sure that the metrics match the destination so that everybody can arrive there safely, happily, right? Okay, and make a ton of money. Yeah. I can't hear you. Sorry. I, I heard you. What were you saying? Oh, yeah. No, no, I, I was just, it's just the, that's all oh. I wanted to share, right? In terms of, yeah. Oh, I thought you said <laughs> mic, like microphone. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> sorry, I lost that last part. Right, right, right. No, but that's no a good yeah. point about the autopilot of a plane and no pilot and even, yeah. I mean, and then of course, if one little degree off. Yeah, yeah. That does make, right. that does make sense. And, you know, just by, and, so a lot of people thought like, Mike, are you going to fire half your team with AI, you know, maybe, et cetera. I think we just need, what you need more is more skilled people, less new, you know, beginner people, right? Like with AI and software, you need somebody that really knows the numbers to, right. like, to adjust correctly, yeah. have the highest impact. Correct. So the in, in fact, I heard a saying, right? this is not my saying, but I heard a saying is that, okay, you won't be replaced by AI. But you'll be replaced by a person who knows how to do AI, who also use AI to do your job much better. So this is kind of like the the this, the saying that I heard out there. Yeah. So it's not the AI that's the problem. Is it the person who's going to outcompete you, mm. right? Using the AI. Yeah. 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 I like it. I like it. Right. Yeah. So this kind this this kind of like how uh the the space that we play in as well. Right. Okay. So. For for us, like look what Leslie mentioned, okay, we are we are not a, a set and forget full AI software, okay, we are rule-based software. So you kind of set up your goals, right? Set up your 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 rules, okay, and then you then have somebody to to make sure that you know the metrics are, are performing in the right direction, right? Organic sales are going up, profitability is going up, right? Okay, so that that is still very much needed when it comes to automation. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So back, you know. To impact, what's some of the best mm, best practices? You know, is it number of keywords in the ad groups and versus campaigns or negative keywords? Or yeah, yeah, can you give us some some insight? sure, sure. Okay, so one very interesting thing that I found again based on you know, my day to day activities, speaking to brand owners, right? Okay, agencies, advocators, right? Is that the first thing that they hop on the call? They say, "Hey Daniel, can you tell me?" Right, what what I should do to get the most impact using your software? Let's say, hey, wait, wait, wait a second over here. Wait a second over here. Right, we we are not we are not like a, a magic magic pill, right? You're not a silver bullet for everything, right? We we kind of need to know what the goals that you have right now, or what what are the problems that you have right now when it comes to your business. So there's no way for me to be knowing your business, the details inside out. Okay, the minute we hop on the call, this is just, this is impossible. So we first, I, I would say the number one best practice, okay, in, in, in fact, that surprises me as well when, when I talk to so, so many brand owners is that you, you would want to know what are the problems that you're facing right now, right? Only when there's a problem, only when you're clear there's a problem, then we can in, implement effective solutions to tackle that, right? So, so let me give you like, like, like broad ideas on what I would classify as a problem. So, you know, you will want to know, okay, at the individual product level, okay, I will say there are two main phases. And the first phase is, do you have a ton of what I call unnecessary ad spend? So this, this is the first question, right? Are you, having a lot of, are you having a lot of keywords that is costing you a lot of clicks and don't give you any orders, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And surprisingly enough, many people don't really know the answer. 
right? Okay, so so it, it's it's a question that you need to ask, right? Are there certain hours of the day that you're spending a lot of ad spend that perhaps you're not getting that much sales, right? So are there right certain key bits that are you overbidding, right? Are you overbidding on certain keywords that aren't converting well, but you're still continuing to bid really, really aggressive on those keywords, right? Just by answering these three questions, right? Okay, you would then be able to okay, reduce a lot of unnecessary ad spend in your account. Okay, and that is really important, right? That's really important because I, I always say that nobody has unlimited budget. Right. Okay. Nobody has an unlimited war chest when it comes to advertising. And everybody would feel the pain okay, of rising PPC cost. Right. So it's going to be very tough to scale things if you are kind of like bleeding every single day. Okay. So to 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 address the issue, okay, you first need to address the unnecessary ad spend problem first. And that will allow you to reduce your PPC cost, which will then give you, right, okay budget, right? Okay, ammo, war chess to scale up, okay, all those high-performing keywords. So that, that will be kind of my, my two-step process, right? Okay, identify, okay, in your portfolio of products, right? Okay, the 80-20 rule, right? Okay, what is that 20% of your products that's giving you the most problem when it comes to unnecessary ad spend? Go deal with that first. Then you should start to see, you know, you know your PPC costs start to moderate down. Mm -hmm. Okay, which also would imply that your A cost starts to moderate down. So A cost is like kind of like the quote unquote holy grail number, right? Okay, <laughs> that everybody cares about. Although, like I mentioned earlier on, looking at one metric is not enough, right? But that, that's kind of like what's gonna happen, right? PPC costs go down, A cost starts to go down. And then okay, you feel a little bit more relaxed, right? Okay, yeah. as 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 a business, you feel more relaxed and say, hey, you know, I'm now ready okay, to identify those keywords that are performing well. What I, what I like to call the low-hanging fruit keywords, right? The high, the multiple orders, high conversion, low A cost, right? Again, 80-20 rule, right? Target this 20% of, okay, low, what we call a low-hanging fruit keywords, right? Take that budget that you saved and then push it to these high conversion keywords, which would then, right, okay, the end result should be, okay, an increase in your organic sales as you're pushing high velocity, high conversion keywords, your organic rankings will go up, organic sales will go up, Right. Okay. Which would then right also potentially mean that your overall profitability will go up. Right. So that's, that's kind of like the 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 framework that I use right to discuss with with the people that I engage with. Right. Reduce unnecessary, reduce unnecessary ad spend. Take the the savings in the budget. Right. Okay. Channel them to your high performing keywords, and then right. Okay. Track the organic sales. Track the increase in profitability to make sure that everything is moving in the right direction. So that that will be. Right, I would say my number one best practice suggestion when, when, when people are looking at to, to optimize a PPC. That's great. I mean, I have one. I love your feedback on. So we have these internal calls with with. So I have a person on a team internal helping with the PPC. Yeah. And sometimes we have another like one of our brands will have a call with the the partner there, and he, you know, there's this argument about us versus tacos. The one side, usually the PPC guy says, look, look at the tacos, not the icons. Because mm -hmm. he's saying organic rank is tied to PPC. So if you mm -hmm. do good PPC, your organic will increase. And those sales from organic should also be compensated back to the PPC of the campaign. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure. So I, you're what? kind of agreeing with that? Because he's what, always what? defending that because cost sometimes is higher. But then he's going back to point out tacos. 
uh, that I I would I would pretty much agree with that, right? Because a a cost okay, to me a cost is just a way for you to as a proxy to say how aggressive you want to be on that keyword, right? Because because bid bid is not so obvious, right? Because bid you you could have you could have a high bid but low low a cost, right? So it's it's not so obvious, but a cost directly tells you how aggressive you want to be on that keyword bid because a cost would also impact. A cost you can you can kind of like proxy against your profit margin. So let's say the profit margin of your product is like thirty percent. If your A cost is forty percent, that will mean that you're pretty aggressive on that keyword. Yeah. Right. So A cost is like 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 a good way to 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 say how how much you want to push on, on that. Right. Okay. So so I I would say that that is a sound way to look at it. Right. As as long as the the stats does show that this activity that you guys are running okay despite the fact that a cost is going up right okay the organic sales is also going up then things are moving in the right direction that, that, that's why we had to fall back onto the sales trend right the, the sales trend then objectively ends this debate right mm -hmm. it's like hey right okay we're on this call on let's say the first of may you know and then we had we're going to have another call on the first of june to say okay Right, you did these. You did these stuff, right? Okay, yeah, for sure. It costs maybe on up on 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 upper trend, but my tacos has gone down, my organizers has gone up, right? Okay, my profitability has gone up. Who's who's gonna say no to that? Yeah, right? I'm gonna take that every single day and twice on Sunday, right? Yeah, I mean that's kind of that's kind of the, the yeah, main discussions right. and the calls. Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I really wish that we we can see this on a on a display or screen share something because what Daniel shared about sales trend, right? The software really kind of like display graphically in terms of like week by week or even kind of like three days by three days even uh, yeah. how the trend of certain metrics really changes uh, on a kind of week to week basis and all those things and. And the best thing is that when you have a tech, we are able to do this tech, for example, uh, maybe increase the price by $2. And after increasing the price by $2, you know, typically people forget when they increase the price or make certain changes. And that's where the tech gets very useful in, in the sales trend to kind of like remember and going back, recall back like, hey, I did this kind of like a month back. And right now, a month later, I'm seeing this result because most of the time I, I'm a seller. I, I don't do, I don't make a notepad of uh, the changes I made to, to the product itself. So yeah, sellers tend to forget about that, but the, the software allows us to do the tagging and that's very helpful for me in terms of the seller as well. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, just for listeners, I'll, I'll probably put in an intro of this recording of the date, but we're. Daniel, we'll, uh, we'll do a, a webinar. So today's yeah. show is, is is no screen sharing for Leslie and I was watching because, you know, I talked to like Peter in Shanghai. I'm pretty sure he's listening to this, uh, you know, and yeah. Cameron. I, I mean, I know some of the listeners by name. I, I don't think they they watch the podcast. So, so what we're going to do is we're going to have an, a webinar where we can show the software, we can show the data, show the dashboards. We'll also have yeah. some... We'll also have some giveaways. Uh, we can maybe give away one or two tickets to Cross Border Summit, maybe probably have some promotions for your software. So I think today's show is more just, you know, hacks and strategies, but the yeah. webinar, so everybody interested in that webinar, 
we'll definitely check the show notes and I'll, I'll say it in my intro, but we will have that where people can really see some cool, cool things with the, the software and trends and things like that. So right. Sounds great. stay tuned yeah. for that, everybody, for those okay. listening. So best practices, I feel like you kind of covered it, but the, you know, the 80%, I feel like you kind of just covered that within the best practices, or is there something yeah. you want to add for the ad types? No, I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think we covered that. Yeah. And so benefits of software versus what I can't do on my own as a, as a human, (laughs) as a person. (laughs) Yeah. So the best way to give you an idea of how a software, right, really, really surpasses what the human can do. Okay, so I do have a user, right? Okay, so again, again within our dashboard, that there, there's kind of like a, a automation dashboard that allows you to see how many operations okay, an account does, right? Okay, so we have one of our users who does over two million operations every single month. Wow, right, two million, right? Okay, so if if one operation took you one one second, two million operations would be two million seconds, right? So that's kind of like just somebody sitting there. Day in, day out, doing nothing but just clicking a button, yeah. and they'll probably take in the entire month, right? Okay, and and that's not that's excluding all the decision making. Huh. So that that is the scale in which software can operate at. And another thing that I like to add on is this, right? Okay, that I think we can all agree that in the Amazon space, it's a player versus player game, right? Okay, so it's quote-unquote winner winner takes a lot i would say winner takes all because it's a huge marketplace but the winner takes a lot so i would even imagine that if let's say today okay you are a brand owner okay and you were doing things manually and you had another player out there who was doing like two million bit adjustments every single month yeah right just really really dialing it down right okay adjusting it the keywords that are converting well just scaling them those up keywords that are not converting well just bringing down the tacos Right, negating keywords that are not performing, right, turning on, on and off ads, right, okay, when it's when, when it's not happening, right, adjusting the, the top of search, right, making sure that I'm I'm grabbing the most out of right my sales at the top of search. Right. Ima- imagine somebody doing that. And imagine now imagine you, yourself, right? Okay, you, you, can, you can probably only spend an hour a day, two hours a day max, right? Versus something that's operating right 24-7. Okay, so that's kind of like how I would think about this. Right. Okay. When I'm asking myself this question, can I do this manually? For sure. Right. But versus okay, the other player out there who has this quote unquote unfair advantage. Yeah. Right. Think 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 about <laughs> where where you could be. Okay. If you're able to you know get 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 this solution be implemented in your business. That makes sense. So yeah. what. Of course, we can't see the software right now. We'll save it for the webinar. But you know, for for yeah. those, you know, I, I don't know if you want to bring up com- so other solution, other competitors by name, but maybe what will be some of the differences, scale insights from, from yeah, or others. No, sure. I think I think this is an important to important point to tackle, right? Because when it comes to PPC automation, right, there are two spectrums that you want to be really really aware about. Okay, on one spectrum is the full AI set and forget solution, right? So you give it like a, a broad goal, like an A-cost target, okay? And the software will basically take care of everything for you. And it's not to say that that isn't a good solution. I, I've spoken to, to to brand owners as well on the call. They, say they, they do, they do kind of like that because 
it's a very fast ramp up, which means that I could you know, quickly get the AI to do a lot of stuff for me with very little kind of setup, right? So that, that's one, one spectrum of, of the solution. Whereas we sit on the other end of the spectrum, okay, so we are rule-based, okay, we are user-driven, right? Okay, so the, the user has to tell the software what are the what are the rules they want to set up, what are the goals that they, they want to meet. So what, what is the difference between the, the two spectrum is one, okay, because it is more hands-free, hence you have a lot less control. And on the other hand, because it's very hands-on, hence you have a lot, of, a, a, lot, a lot of control. And my my take on this is my take on, on, on it is this, right? Okay. I would say that the reason why people want to be a business owner, right? The reason why people want to be an entrepreneur many a times is that you want to take control of your own future, right? You want to take control over your own destiny. You want to take over control over right the profitability of the business. Right. That's that's kind of that's kind of like, kind of like my take on yeah. where I fall on the spectrum, right? Okay. I, I want to say that okay, win or lose, right? I was the one who made that decision, right? Okay, if we, if if I won, okay, I celebrate my team. Right. If I lose, right, then let me go figure out, iterate it and make it work. Right. So I kind of like want to have that that ability to to take control over my my PPC cost, my PPC optimization. Right. Okay. And just really, really scale it from there. Makes makes sense. Uh, makes right. sense. I, I would like to add on something to Daniel as well. That being said, right, we do see people, you know, after setting up the matrices or criteria of what they want, every week at most they are logging in kind of like uh four to five hours per week to see how is their PPC doing. Yeah. And that's a lot lesser than what they have been doing much lesser compared to what they have been doing before, which they can be logging in, maybe optimizing that four to five hours per day and, and stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's see brought an important point, right? The, the important point over here is that with, with automation, you automate away all the boring stuff or automate away, away all the, okay, this, is this keyword, should it go up a bit or lower bit, right? Okay, this, this keyword be negated or not negated. So all, all these boring stuff, right all these routine stuff are automated away so that we can then focus right on the more value adding work right on, on the more value adding decision right okay so i can kind of like you know be be aware that hey is has has the market shifted against my brand right okay is it is it like is the season over right or, or are competitors just like flooding in right or, or is that like a sudden drop in price and then i need to make an adjustment right so these are really really core brand brand decisions business owner decisions or the flip side Hey, I just noticed that there's this there's this search in a particular keyword that is right, untapped. I can then kind of like quickly pivot, okay, and launch more campaigns towards those keywords. Or I notice that my competitors are out of stock, right? Okay, or I notice that my competitors' ratings have dropped, right? Okay, so you can focus your attention on, on these all these decision making, right? Okay, and then let the, the AI software take care of the, the more computational, right, okay, routine stuff. And then maybe I'll say it. There's a, another saying, working on your business, not in your business. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Way. Yeah, which correct, is correct. simple way. But uh, be more strategic. <laughs> that, that's a really right? elegant I way to say it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and to add on that, Daniel's point previously, right? Like the two million operations, right? I guess if it's human world to do it, right? It's a lot of decision to make. And I think like what a lot of business owners want to do, a lot of entrepreneurs want to do is to 
minimize their decision fatigue. Yep. Right. <laughs> Even like wearing the same day, same shirt every day, you know, just minimize that their decision fatigue and you can leave that mental space for a lot more things in life. Yeah. You know? Agree. You know, I I don't I have a, kind of my uniform now. I don't know. <laughs> but you know, they they say like I think it was Tim Ferriss says decision fatigue. Like your your brain can't make so many decisions all day, right? So choosing correct, correct. even choosing what to wear in the morning is it takes that that creative energy. So you can focus correct. take that energy and focus on something very challenging or yep. imp- impactful. Right. Which is awesome. Getting towards the end, you know, I really appreciate your time. I think, you know, I think we're getting to wrap up and then we'll also mention, we'll pick a date and we'll, 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 I'll, I'll put the date for the webinar after, after this for people to join. But as far as well, some choices for scale insights, does it have to do with the entire account or can you just do a couple of ASINs for a test and, and, or what are some of your options when using it? Yeah. In fact, I do get this question a lot, right? Because, you know, many a times, uh, I'll say at least a good half of the people coming on the Scale Insights are moving out from some existing solution, right? Okay. So here's where I'll, I'll tell them, right? The good thing about Scale Insights is that it's campaign agnostic, right? So there's, there are some solutions out there which require you to have a certain campaign structure before the software can work. So for us, it's a campaign agnostic, right? Okay. So which means that we will be able from day one, okay, to go in, and see all your existing data up to the last 60 days, right? Because that's 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 the limit, right? Okay, when you first onboard, I can only I can only pull the last 60 days and then from there I can accumulate the rest. Right. But from day one, okay, I'll download, I'll download the data on your account, right? Okay, we'll be able to process the historical performance, right? Okay, and and t- start to plot all the charts for you. Right. Okay. And then from there, okay, you can then decide, okay, which is that 20% of the ASINs that I really, really want to do work on. And you can just take and right, okay, run the automation for just that, let's say five ASINs, that's totally fine. Okay, so we are, we are priced not based on how big your account is, right? Okay, or how many, ASINs that, how many ASINs that you have, right? We are priced based on how many ASINs that you actually want to automate. And in fact, this pricing model is very, very well, well received okay, by our users. They, they love the fact that I'm not priced based on the size of my account, but sometimes that's, that's kind of like, like an unnecessary tax, right? So suddenly if let's say I, I grow and then my software cost balloons, right? So people don't people don't like the uncertainty, right? Again, control, people want to control. So I want to say, okay, hey, if I'm going to use your software for five ASINs, I pay for five ASINs, I can live with that, right? Okay, and then if I'm going to go 10 ASINs, I pay for 10 ASINs, I can live with that, right? So that's kind of like uh, the pricing model that we have. And it's kind of a long-winded way to say that, yes, right? You, you, you can just test it for right, one ASIN, two ASINs or five ASINs right in your account. Yeah, I like that model, you know, because some yeah, people this, might have a product yeah. they like to focus on more or it's more yeah. valuable to them. Correct. Right. Yeah, that, that's you... a contrarian approach that we take take initially in the in the market because in the mainstream, a lot of automation software they go by maybe a percentage of ad spend and that didn't allow for a lot of flexibility. We wanted to have that flexibility you know, kind of being available to, especially like people getting on new sellers or even, or even experienced seller, right? Eight figure sellers, they, where they want to try the software, where they want to have a few ASINs being automated and maybe not all ASIN automated. 
and our pricing model kind of allow for that. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like it. So I think we're wrapping up. Well, we'll mention the webinar where we can share screens and, and get, give some more value. It already yeah. has been already very helpful. Thank you both for your insights and, and knowledge. Of course, it's scaleinsights.com. Is there other links or, or places to send people? I guess I think that's the best page to I think to that's the people. best, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, right. And then we'll also link to the webinar registration to do it. Yeah. And there'll be some fun, some fun interactive giveaways right. and, and things we can do live. So anything else you'd like to add? I guess also the cross-border summit we're going to do together, which will be amazing in November 16th and 17th here in Chiang Mai. Crossbordersummit.com. Yeah. Actually, we have people wanting to, we haven't opened up tickets yet. We got people asking like uh, some of the regulars and, and listeners, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, we are super excited for that and super excited to have you, have you evolved this time even more. We, we so. can't wait. I, I can't wait to, to, to join the summit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It has been so long. Yeah. Like the pandemic has been three years and, oh, and all this physical meetup were, were being paused and stopped. Yeah. I'm yeah. dying to get back today. Yeah. <laughs> the physical meetups again. I know. Yeah. It's really, yeah, I think everybody's just, yeah, we just got to make up. It's going to be even more impactful, even more pow powerful, you know? So we, yeah. we're going to have a Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. We just came back from a recent trip in Vegas, like uh, where, where from a seller, seller kind of conference, Yes, Inspire and the Prosper Show. Right. And coming back from that, I felt that that was something kind of like missing in Asia, especially, you know, where people can, magical stuff happen, right? When, when people meet together, especially entrepreneurs meet together, that that's what just happened, you know, uh, yeah. I felt that this is something that we need more of in, in this, in this region mm -hmm. here. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, you feel, I agree. And you feel, feel, you feel a great gap, right? Because in, otherwise, you know, we had to fly all the way to, to the US, right? Okay. So having in Asia really fills that gap, right? Cause like there are, there are a ton of people like in, in, I know, I know of users in Bali, there's this whole e-commerce community in Bali, Singapore, there's a ton of people, right? Yeah. Agreed. Chiang Mai, there's a ton of people yeah. as well, right? <laughs> yeah. They're, they're all over. I mean, it seems like the US opened up a little bit more, especially compared to China, but even Southeast Asia, I think was a little bit slower than the U.S. to open up. Mm -hmm. I think that's maybe mm -hmm. one reason that the, U the U.S. has had more events sooner, in my opinion, sure. I guess. But uh, I think like Asia, yeah. is, you know, I, I was just at Canton Fair. Finally, the border reopened in March and the fair happened. And I think it's starting to warm up because we also want to invite the Chinese sellers. You know, mm -hmm. we I was talking to some of the seller community in China to come to Thailand. They're excited to come. So right, right. we also kind of delayed doing the summit because we wanted to, we thought it would be nice to always try to invite and welcome and have some Chinese seller community involved as well with the event. So there will be some great sellers there coming. All right. Which would be awesome. Yeah, it's, it's a great thing. I mean, especially, you know, we are in this part of the world where we can get to learn stuff from, from, from US side of things and, and, and the Asia side of things and where where things meet in between, right? I think that's where idea sparks and exactly. all this innovation comes happening. Yeah, exactly. That's my favorite too, to put the different, the bridge and the gap and find that, find those value. Yeah. That's fun.
And I guess like the name suggests, right, Cross-Border Summit aims to become that bridge it does. That, that delivers the value to, to both sides of the world. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of business friends and, and even marriages have happened from the <laughs> Cross-Border Summit. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm sure everybody's excited. All right, I guess that's a wrap for today. I really had fun. Thank you both for coming same on, same sharing. Yeah. And then... again, right, thanks for having us. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks, thanks for having us. The webinar. Yeah. And thank you to our sponsor, our returning sponsor, Mercury.com, online bank. Well, it's a real bank, but you can do it totally online for US. Our Blimp program participants are going through this as well. Thank you, Mercury. Travis is great there. He's been on our show. He's been in our events. We're going to have another event where we will have them attending as well. And if you want to get a little bonus for you and us, if you sign up and do some special circumstances, you can go to globalformation.com slash Mercury. I also have a video tutorial that we use even for the Blimp people. They use the same exact video to learn how to use it. I hope you can check it out. Totally free. Why not? See you there. I don't know if you can see those fish, but they're waiting. They're waiting for me to feed them. Anyway, I'm going to go take my walk back. But thank you so much, Leslie and Daniel. They've been really supportive of the community over the years, pre-COVID, with Cross Border Summit coming out to China, also workshops and other things. So I'm really excited. They're going to be working closer with us at the Cross Border Summit this year, happening November 16th and 17th, 2023. Crossbordersummit.com. It's going to be amazing, you know, honestly, it's overwhelming response. So birds and fish over here. But the next step for you is join our free webinar. We're going to have some giveaways to Cross Border Summit general entry tickets for some lucky people that come, as well as some other fun stuff and giveaways. Find the show notes on globalformation.com slash ppc growth. And we'd love to have you there find the register link on the show notes for this podcast and you can ask us questions live yeah yeah we'll probably have a recording for a while but live is more fun you know anyways thanks for watching have a great day episode 401 over and out see you later bye bye to get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.